Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bet the Edge. Thanks for watching on our NBC Sports YouTube channel. It's Thursday. It's the well capper. It's V-Money, and we're going to be in our bag today. It's NFL Championship Sunday coming up. We're going to talk a novelty markets, highest and lowest scoring team, little pa- passing, rushing, receiver props, uh, break it down the games, of course, a little NBA Thursday to add to your schedule. Drew, how's the week going? How's your day going? Oh, it's going great, man. Uh, fired up for the games this weekend. So many fun ways to talk about it. And uh, what we've got laid out today, I think, is going to be a uh, a unique and interesting way for uh, people to get involved in the betting this week. Because, you know, we're down to two games, which means more markets in those games, more exotics, tougher, tougher stuff for the uh, for the bookmakers to price correctly. Um, so the the bigger menu, I think, leans into us as the betters. Yeah, certainly. I'm excited. We... Uh... Uh, I personally didn't do that great with the highest of scoring those teams last week. Uh, you know, if the Bucks would have scored 13 more points, Drew, we would have won. If they would have scored 13 <laughs> less, we would have won. Right in the middle, like we expected, right? But uh, no, uh, two games. We got the Ravens three and a half favorites, Niners seven point favorites. So we'll talk about the highest and lowest scoring teams first. Uh, Niners are the favorite to be the highest scoring team here at minus one of five. The only team uh, plus 100 or better. The Ravens sit in second, plus 310, Lions plus 500, and Chiefs right behind, plus 550. So last week, Drew, uh, you liked the Bills as a lowest scoring team. They had about 21. Chiefs had a little bit more than that, right? But uh, you think about running it back on Chiefs' lowest scoring team, or maybe do they um, win highest scoring team? I like the price on highest scoring team. Chiefs is plus 550. Um, so this is this is kind of tough. Because you have to divorce a little bit your opinion of the totals for these games from the prices of these markets, right? And we got to look specifically at each team and figure out, is this a team with a wide distribution of outcome or a narrow distribution of outcome? If it's a wide distribution and if it's a big price in these markets, then I'm into it. Uh, If it's a narrow distribution and if it's a low price, which is what the Niners are for the highest scoring team, I am out. Uh, I think the Niners relatively high floor in terms of scoring output in this game in the 24 to 27 range. I think the Niners relatively low ceiling in terms of scoring here. I have them in the uh, in the 30 to 33 point range for the uh, the the high end of their distribution. So um, realistically, the body of the Niners landing around 30 is my expectation. The matchup advantages, which we've chronicled on this pod and we'll I'm sure touch again on uh, tomorrow's pod uh, are you know, kind of too many to count against the Lions defense. But so the question is, can the Ravens, Lions or Chiefs pass 30? Lions, for for my money, at least, I, I don't see it happening. Five to one, not a good enough price to get 
go nuts here. But the Ravens and the Chiefs are interesting because there is definitely a game state here where these two teams are playing score and answer and team with the ball last wins. So I absolutely believe in that. And uh, I think that total at 44 and a half is a little bit too low. Um, and, you know, I think... <clears throat> It's tougher for me to see a low end that's in, you know that that's really kind of noteworthy for the Ravens, just the way that they're playing defense and the injury for the Chiefs uh, defenders. Obviously, the way the Ravens are playing offense again, the matchup against the Chiefs defense, but um, the Chiefs is, is, is the one that really pops for me. Plus five fifty. This is a, a Chiefs team that number one is like playing their best offensive football right now um they are calling you know an outstanding game and they're up against a a ravens defense that i think is a little bit overrated ravens defense for what it's worth uh has done a decent job of generating generating pressure uh and they do have kind of the most outstanding linebacking group in this uh quad of teams that are remaining however uh if you can attack the ravens down the sidelines if you can get your mobile quarterback on the edge uh, I think that uh, sets up well for the Chiefs to hit some explosive plays and to sustain some drives here. So uh, I give the Chiefs a puncher's chance to win this game. Uh, and if this is a true high-scoring shootout, if this game goes to overtime, all of a sudden we're talking about Chiefs at plus 550 being massively live. Um, and it's kind of wild that we're sitting here and we've gotten this far into the highest-scoring team and haven't mentioned that the Chiefs happen to have Pat Mahomes. Um, and they are the biggest price on the board. Um, I think that is uh, probably incorrect. Uh, and so that's the only way I can really look in either of these two markets. Lowest scoring team, it's probably going to be the Lions, but two to one doesn't get me out of bed. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and uh, zero in solely on Chiefs highest. I don't hate that. I had a feeling you were going to be going there today. Uh, I, I don't hate that because I think the over 44 and a half is the correct angle in the Chiefs Ravens game. And I think the under is probably the play. And the Lions Niners game. Uh, I think Debo Samuel, uh, whether his status, you know, he's been 50 50 trying to practice. If he plays, <clears throat> certainly helps the Niners offense because they were far less dynamic in that first half without him, for they started to catch their stride there in the second. So I, I don't get excited about the Niners price of minus 105 as the highest scoring team. Um, did say a few weeks ago with you on this podcast, the Chiefs price of plus 400 was the best to win the AFC, best value wise. Uh, so we are coming into that right now. So it's hard for me to disagree with you, but I think solely splitting, you know, a unit or a half a unit for me on the Ravens and Chiefs to be the highest scoring team is the way I would play this. Because like I said, I think uh, you have Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and I think uh, with their mobility, this game is going to be one to remember, Drew. Uh, yep. The best game. So yeah, uh, that's kind of way that I approach it. <laughs> I love it. And I could definitely see a world where, the Chiefs get to 31, 34 points, but lose by a field goal at the end. And you're just pulling your hair out like, had it all along, but uh, Ravens just nipped me. Nipped me. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Lowest scoring team, I guess we don't have too much. I mean, Ravens at eight, or Niners at eight to one, excuse me, isn't, you know, it's a long shot. I would love to see the Lions in the Super Bowl, Drew. Like, sure. You know, the, as we get closer, I'm pulling for the Lions here, but I just don't think that's what will happen. Um, the so I, uh, I guess uh, eight to one is a big price. I didn't really think hard about this, but uh, is there a world the where the upset? Then yeah. So in in order for that to happen, what you need is a high scoring shootout for Chiefs Ravens combined with a Lions upset. Uh, Lions on the money line right now are plus two eighty nine, and the alt overs in like the fifty range. 51 range for the uh, Chiefs Ravens are going to be in the two 
uh, plus 250 range. So you're getting a better price taking Niners lowest score at eight to one than you would be parlaying those two outcomes. Um, that's not crazy to me. Niners eight to one lowest scoring team. I've bet the Niners this week too. I laid seven. <laughs> I laid it confidently, and, <laughs> and the, yeah, and and it's gone. It's 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 getting bet in their direction. So um, you know, it's tough to say if this is uh, uh, just dead money in the pool or not. But uh, eight to one is probably a wrong price. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I uh, you know the Lions have been a storybook team all season long, and I love what they've done. I just think this game is going to be ultra competitive. Uh, I'm definitely leading the Lions on the spread in this game. And if they did pull the upset, then I think the Niners probably are your lowest scoring team. I think the yep. Chiefs and Ra- I think the Chiefs and Ravens will both get to 20 points through. And I think in the fourth quarter, you're going score for score. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I we'll get to that game. We'll get to that game. But I trust one guy to go the length of the field more than the other. But sure. I didn't bet that guy. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the passing, receiving, and rushing leaders on Championship Sunday. Uh, we'll start with passing because Brock Purdy leads at plus 170, and I disagree. I think the play here is Jared Goff at plus 225. Uh, I'm on his over passing yards again, Drew. We're going for 3-0 and in the playoffs on Jared Goff's passing yards. Uh, but your boy Mahomes sitting there at plus 250. And Lamar Jackson, who and I came on here and said, I like him to lead the postseason in passing. That's that's not gonna happen. It's no respect for Lamar, man. Wow, seven to one. Jeez. I mean, uh, I like him so, throwing for two touchdowns more than three hundred yards. Yeah. That. So the yeah the problem with either Mahomes or Jackson, and this is kind of sound contrary to what we were just saying, where um, you know I think that's going to be a higher scoring game than the market believes. Both of these yeah. teams are going to have a ton of success on the ground. And that could kind of impact how, you know, how often each team decides to drop back. It could. And if this is score and answer, like we saw with Chiefs and Bills, like it kind of takes a little bit of the uh, emphasis out of, you know, the the chuck, 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 chuck and comeback mode. Uh, but Baker Mayfield obviously got to 400 yards passing last weekend, largely because they were at a massive deficit through the second half of that game. That has been the, the, the recipe in both rounds so far. Dak Prescott against the Green Bay Packers, Baker Mayfield uh, against the Lions. Like, yep, if you're down two touchdowns, you're in trouble. And the team most likely to be down two touchdowns, you nailed it. Jared Goff and the Lions. Uh, if they, uh, the problem is if they're in obvious must must pass situations, are they successful throwing, or does this Lions team just get completely swallowed up by the pass rush of the Niners? And for that, I don't have a solid answer. But uh, if you only if you're making me take a shot on this one, I'm I'm into Goff at two twenty five. Sure. Yeah, I think that's the clear play here. And uh, you know, looking at the receiving props. You got uh, Brandon Ayuk leading the pack at plus 250 yeah. there for, for uh, Brock Purdy. So you see those two favorites, and we'll get to Christian McCaffrey, but you know he's the favorite uh, for the rushing leader too. So it's Niners across the board. I kind of want to look outside that in that in this market. As far as the rushing props go, yeah, we'll circle CMC. But receiving, may I kind of look at St. Brown here. He's had a very good postseason. Travis Kelsey uh, had a very nice game. Rasheed Rice obviously has been dynamic. And even Debo Samuel. At a price of ten to one, if he has a great bounce back game, puts up one thirteen, you know, one twenty, he could lead these four games in receiving yards. So, I feel like there's a lot of value at ten to one and under. Hmm. Okay. 
Uh, value in the uh, short shots is kind of where I'm at in this one too. Ayuk obviously should be the favorite, and I think with a bullet, um, that obviously you know some of that comes down to the fact that uh, he matches up incredibly well. The wide receiver one for the Niners in this game is going to have a field day, like you saw um, Mike Evans against this receiving core. Um, in general, the Lions defense relies a lot on the blitz. Uh, they leave their cornerbacks on an island, uh, and I think the chemistry between Purdy and Ayuk could make Ayuk's number look pretty dang impressive. Um, Kittle and CMC are going to be yak merchants in this game. So both guys capable of threatening Ayuk. Um, And then, you know, the rest of the kind of top of the market here looks pretty, pretty reasonably priced to me. So um, I'm going to pass on this one, but uh, is there anyone that stands out for you? Yeah, there was no one that I had confidence with, but I think St. Brown and Travis Kelsey are where I'm going in this one, man. They have both looked phenomenal. Of course, with Jared Goff being the passing leader, me taking his over passing yards, I expect St. Brown to be the beneficiary, but there have been so many other options in Detroit lately. You know, Jamison Williams, Josh Reynolds. We saw Craig Reynolds get involved on the running back position. They already have two great running backs. Uh, so at three to one, I was hoping that would be more like five to one for Amal yeah. St. Brown. Uh, but Travis Kelsey at seven to one, I don't hate that. The guy has had 70 receiving yards at 11 straight playoff games. Uh, yeah. So we know that's the minimum of what he's probably going to be getting here. Um, <clears throat> heading over to the rushing leader, do we have to go in depth, Drew? Is it Christian McCaffrey at plus 150? Uh, you said there would be success on the ground for, you know, Ravens and Chiefs, and Pacheco's rushing attempts prop I saw was heavily juiced to the under. Really? Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire got mm-hmm. a significant snap share in the previous game, but he was more passing downs for them. And then also for the Ravens, which we'll talk about in a moment, uh, but Justice Hill had a snap share increase, and he played more than Gus Edwards in the previous yeah. week. So uh, that's not nearly noted here in this rushing market, in my opinion. Uh, but that's something that I want to know. I dig it. Um, the Gus Edwards Justice Hill split was largely based on an injury Edwards picked up in the game. Supposedly he's fine, but if there is still a pretty healthy split, I will not be surprised. I think Lamar Jackson's price is poison at plus four fifty, even though he is scrambling at a higher rate. Um, Pat Mahomes forty to one interests you? That's a crazy price for a, a player who we know uh, does have wheels, does have an inclination to run more in a playoff game. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to have to be, it's going to have, things are going to have to break correctly. Like weird stuff is something weird is going to have to happen to get that one home. Um, but I do think there's a, a realistic chance that there's a game state here where the chiefs are trying to put away a lead. Uh, and in those game states, Mahomes running on third down, his scramble clip is so high. Like he takes the ball into his own hands to convert those third downs on the perimeter. And, uh, you can do that against the, uh, the Ravens. So I would expect that, um, you know, Mahomes is probably the uh, value shot here at 40 to one. Uh, and just because there are four teams and these are expected to be pretty competitive games, there might not be someone that really gets leaned on in order to, in, in terms of like putting away a lead. So um, yeah. Montgomery's price is ridiculous at nine to one. Gibbs obviously has more juice and should probably get a higher carry share here. But with the chances that the Lions are going to have to go away from the run entirely to make up a deficit. Uh, I think you have to put a line through the Lions. Uh, and then, uh, you know, that does leave us with the chalk and McCaffrey and Pacheco or the insane in Mahomes. And I guess if you're giving me plus 150, plus 350 and saying that those are relatively close, but a little value, but Mahomes is 40 to 1, I'll, I'll take the insane shot on Mahomes. Um, it's uh, it's probably a loser, but uh, 40 to 1 would be fun. <laughs> 
Yeah, it will be fun, certainly. And I think, I mean, you'll have the two most mobile quarterbacks left in the postseason playing each other there. I mean, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes gave us a good one on the ground. Certainly Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes can. Uh, and I agree with you, crossing the line on the Lions. Their rushing props are 45 and a half and 47 and a half. That doesn't sound like someone that's got to be the rushing leader on Sunday. Uh, and I know I just said that about those two, but Justice Hill and Gus Edwards are in similar situations at 40 and 42 and a half, which we'll talk about. Makes me like Justice Hill uh, as my lung shot in case Gus Edwards is a little more banged up and Hill breaks one of 40 plus. Uh, we're looking good, but solely, like I said, I don't have to t- talk much, ladies and gentlemen. CMC, ladies and gentlemen, stand up. Uh, that man should have got the ball much, much more, Drew, uh, in their last game. I agree. I could not. I could not believe how often Brock Purdy was throwing on first down. Uh, sometimes and throwing incompletions at that. Um, so hopefully that cleans up because I want to see more CMC carries on Sunday, and we'll get to that one. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Let's start with the Chiefs at Ravens. Talking about the games and the props here. I'm sure you and Jay have covered these games in uh, great detail. So, of course, I wanted to bring my props. Went 4-1 and one last week, Drew. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, not nice because 5-0 is what we needed, what we wanted. <laughs> I had uh, three different Thanks parlays. For nothing, <laughs> yeah, Aaron Jones, like, come on, bro. You got to rip a 50-yarder just to watch your field goal kicker miss and you guys uh-huh. lose? Like, what's the point? Just let me win. Uh, anyways, uh, talk about the Chiefs and Ravens. It's my bounce back week. I want to yeah. talk about that split between Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Get your opinion on it because Hill opened up uh, 32 and a half at BetMGM. Uh, compared to 40 and a half at some other books. So there's a clear line on Hill's overs here. His receiving prop isn't a bad option to me either because we know he's a little more receiving back. Uh, so do you have an opinion on that before we get to Lamar Jackson, which is definitely my bet? Yeah, I mean, you, are you basically saying under, Hill, uh, under Edwards over Hill? Cause I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. that's the exact yeah. way. And uh, you, I'll yeah. note too, the one play that's on the move and BetMGM um, took this down – but uh, DraftKings and Fandel had Justice Hill's longest reception at eight and a half. Cool. Um, super juice to the over. And I'm thinking that screen games are going to be very, very important in this Chiefs and Ravens game. Yeah, sure. I think the Ravens kind of keeping it simple and, and in general being successful on the ground is a fair expectation. There could be some explosive plays from them on the ground, especially if the spine of the defense of the Chiefs is not healthy. Um, so, yeah, you know, the the injury risk to Gus Edwards is real. Justice Hill could be the featured back here. 
32 and a half is pretty low against a team like the Chiefs who do give it up on the ground. So uh, I'm 100% there with you. The Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs want to, the you know the Ravens to lean into the run here and take the ball out of uh, Lamar Jackson's hands. So um, yeah, um, but the, those two do stand out. Uh, both Edwards under 39 and a half and Hill over 32 and a half for this week. Yeah, and I'm I'm expecting by Sunday that Hill number is going to be uh, higher than Edwards and mm-hmm. probably creeping around 40. So definitely value there as we talk about it. But Lamar Jackson last week cashed the over one half passing touchdowns at plus money for us. Mm-hmm. They disrespect us again, Drew. Now they're giving us plus 140, an even bigger number. Uh, Pat Mahomes is minus 110, as you see, to throw that, which I'm sure you like. Uh, but I like Lamar again. I think he's going to once again show off at four total touchdowns last week with two on the ground. Don't think he'll quite do that again on the ground. But, uh, man, I can't believe they continue to disrespect my guy. Are you on that train? you going under or over? No, over for sure. Um, you, Mark, people know Mark Andrews is back, right? You know, people yeah. know that the red zone red success, zone. yeah, red, red zone targets for likely and Andrews. The, God knows what Munkin's got cooked up for two tight end sets that people have never seen before, really. Um, so him finding success through the air when they're in the red zone is an absolute, uh, you know, kind of baseline expectation, I, I would say. Uh, one and a half at plus 140 is uh, is definitely uh, an edge for me, I would say. Um, my mean is close. My mean and median passing touchdowns are right around two for this one. So, um, yeah, plus 140 is a solid bet. Yeah, I'm excited Mark Andrews comes back for this one, too. As you mentioned, the two tight end sets, which sets up well for the Ravens in the ground game or the play-action attack, which I think will be utilized in the red zone a lot against the Chiefs. So, Mar Jackson over one half passing touchdowns. I locked that in. I was excited for that one. And, uh, yeah, I'm thinking there's some value on the Hill and Edwards dilemma here we have in Baltimore. Uh, so we'll go to Lions and Niners real quick because two guys that cashed for us last week, Drew, having mm-hmm. a hard time coming back. I, you know, joked about Jared Goff being 2-0 and already to the passing over in the playoffs. They yeah. dropped his line now, uh, closed at 279.5. It's down to 257.5. Really? That negative wow. game state. What are we doing here? Like, clearly over. I don't understand this. Why in the world would the adjustment be down? That's nonsense. Um, yeah, this is a pretty look, pretty clean look now at the over at two fifty seven and a half. Um, not exactly sure what anyone looks at the passing defense for the 49ers and uh, you know, kind of loses their uh, uh, confidence. Uh, this there, there's going to be success through the air for the uh, uh, Lions. It doesn't even have to be in a negative game state, but if the most likely game outcome does manifest where the Lions are playing catch up, where they're down a touchdown in the fourth quarter here. Like, yeah, he could get 257 in and a half of football, would it shock me? So um, that's a pretty clean look at the over, and I'm kind of blown away that that was adjusted down. He didn't get hurt, and thing. the weather's going to be fine. I cannot imagine why that number is low. Yeah, and I mean, he only had, I want to say, 99 passing yards in the first half of the last game, then he exploded and hit the over in the second half. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be the similar situation here for sure. I mean, it takes some time to adjust. And the Niners linebacking core is phenomenal, um, no doubt about that. And they play really well within the hashes too, but – all yep. the explosive players for the Lions, they'll get outside. And uh, last one, would you be more confident in Goff's over or Christian McCaffrey's over 88 and a half rushing yards? They gave us the same exact oh, line as last week. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, I, I would be I like more Goff confident. More. Yeah, I'd be more confident in Goff only because um, the Lions rushing defense is a little better than they're getting credit for. Um, they're not good, but they're, they're definitely not pushovers. And, uh, honestly, like I, my guess is that, 
um, if you want to do some sincere damage, if you want to have some explosive plays against this Lions defense, you really want to put their, um, you know, you want to put their second level on the spot uh, to make tackles. Um, the, uh, you know, the interior does a decent job at runs run fit. Um, but there are definitely weaknesses in that linebacking core to that core that I'm sure, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan is watching the tape and circling guys in red. And, uh, so McCaffrey having, you know, clearing his, um, rushing plus receiving, I think is likely. Um, but his rushing could be a, a biased a little bit to the low side, just because I don't know that you're dying to get him involved on the ground, uh, in a, in a grounded pound kind of a game. I think you'd rather get him on the perimeter and get him on the second level, uh, and get some yak opportunities. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, ultimately carries, I would lean over because of game state yards. I would lean under because of the, uh, the outstanding quality of the Lions run defense. I like that angle too, because I, I felt more confident in the rushing attempts over, which didn't cash last week, yeah. uh, which I thought was funny because it was over 18 and a half at plus 105 to the over. Uh, McCaffrey finished just under that. Now they raise it to 19 and a half minus 130 to the over. Uh, so it doesn't sound like CMC is going to have a very healthy workload in this one. I would expect to, because we both mentioned he should have got the ball more. Uh, they targeted him a ton. But on the ground, he should have got the ball more. So, yeah, I like his rushing attempts over, but Goff will be my best play in there. Before we move to the NBA real quick, so it sounds like you're on the Chiefs plus the three and a half, right? Well, we're riding together on AFC. Okay, so that's what you're looking for right now. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I think yeah. I'm going to be on, I think gonna be on Ravens first half minus <laughs> okay. three and a half. Okay. And be looking to live bet the Chiefs if I can get, you know, someone. Ooh, I dig that. I dig that. Five, six, seven. Yeah, um, I like the but, Chiefs a lot better in a negative in a in a game state that's neutral or slightly negative at halftime. So I'm with you. Like I think that you want the Chiefs to to have to show you something in the second half of this game. I don't yeah. think you want to ask them to run away and hide against the Ravens on the road. That's going to be too tough. Yeah, exactly. And the Ravens, you know, they can take their long possessions and drives in the second half, but Pat Mahomes, as I briefly mentioned earlier, can take a team down the field in a minute, 80, 80 90 yards. It will Lamar Jackson, I just don't have quite that confidence in the fourth quarter if you need to go get a touchdown down 70, 80 yards. Uh, but I've seen him get the field goal, though, with Justin Tucker, which, you know, that's not a debate. But, yeah, I think Ravens first half minus two and a half will be my gameplay, okay. uh, along with Lions plus seven. Those are the two directions I'm leaning for the Sunday gameplays. But Goff over, Jackson over, let's go, Drew. Um, <laughs> on the other side of this promo, we're doing the NBA, baby. So stay tuned. Uh, just as a heads up, Ohio State is looking to keep pace with the frontrunners in the Big Ten Women's Basketball Standards, and they'll have a chance to do so on Thursday when they face Illinois. Watch the Buckeyes and the Fighting Illini showdown at 6.30 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Peacock. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. 
when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Now, the Thursday NBA schedule, Drew, is packed and loaded. It's got some mm. good games. Um, I'm circling one player in particular. Okay. Sixers versus Pacers. Who do you think it is? Uh, probably Joel Embiid, right? No. Tyrese Maxey, man. Too easy. Oh, okay. Come on. We got to take Embiid. Robin once in a while. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, look, man. <laughs> anything that speaks success into the year of the Sixers for this game, I'm with you because uh, I'm looking at the market right now, and Philly's only laying five on the road here. And like, it's been uh, to say that uh, it has been um, comfortable fading the Pacers the last couple of games would be um, an incorrect statement. It has been a sweat. Uh, the uh, last two times I faded the piss the Pacers, including last night with the uh, the Nuggets, it came down mm-hmm. to wild end of game close calls um hopefully this is not one of these opportunities but um i thought the nuggets were value at minus four and a half last night on the road against the pacers i think the sixers are value at minus five uh, on the road against the pacers and like really just in general like there's some things the pacers are doing well that you want to applaud them uh, but their defense is just no match for this particular type of uh, attack that the Sixers are running right now. So I think the Sixers are going to um, 120, 122 points in this one and uh, should be able to cover the uh, five-point spread. Yeah, interesting that you said what about the spread because they open at four and a half, the Nuggets at the Pacers, uh, close yeah. around five and a half or six. So <laughs> yeah, a lot middle, of people got shot. a loser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, middle shot. A lot of people got losers backing the Nuggets there, and there was no Tyrese Halliburton, which there won't be in this matchup either, but – uh, yeah, Maxi, I like his over on points. I mean, he's at 24, 31, 50, and 27 in his last four against the Pacers. And uh, obviously, Joel Embiid, with that type of tempo, you don't want him playing 38 minutes against Indiana up and down the court after what he just did. Uh, so more Tyrese Maxi usage. I would be looking at Embiid's assists, Drew, rather than his points prop. Ooh, uh, that's cool. He'll probably that's get fun. you 30, though. Uh, but, yeah, what do you like in the association? Yep, so uh, laying it with the uh, Sixers, we would expect that to keep going past five. Um, but time by the time this gets to uh, your earballs tomorrow, it may be higher than five. I would play it up to five and a half. I wouldn't lay six. Um, the uh, the other big game, uh, a rematch of uh, the last two years Eastern Conference Finals between the Boston Celtics and mm-hmm. the Miami Heat. Uh, fun one. Really, really fun matchup. Expecting to see a Scary Terry available for heat culture in this one. Um, not going to matter, though. I think the Celtics are clearly the better team here. Um, Celtics with a, a little bit of a rest advantage and just in general, uh, the way these teams are matching up as the, you know, like if you think back to the roster moves that the Celtics made last year in the offseason, felt like a lot of it was specifically to have more answers for the way that the Heat were defending them in that Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I don't uh, have any inside information about uh, surprise, you know, absences for some of the Boston players because, you know, they have they have been, um, what's the right word, uh, Kid, they've had kid gloves on Porzingis. Uh, you know, they've been a little bit cautious about uh, kind of putting their full squad out there. But uh, I think the entire Celtics roster will be available for this one. And this is going to be treated more like a playoff, uh, you know, playoff tune up sort of, sort of game than it is just a regular season game. So um, this one's big. I think the Celtics uh, are fun, uh, fun, fun side here. And uh, uh, I think I'm into this uh, six. 
Yeah, I uh, can't talk you off of that. I think Miami also with the trade right now, um, you know, trying to get correlated, trying to get the chemistry as well uh, with Terry Rozier added, Kyle Lowry out of the building now. So it's going to be interesting to see if he does play, what that looks like. If he doesn't play, what do they look like uh, in that game or two without him? So I'd be definitely looking towards the Celtics. And that game, the one thing I'll note that I'm looking at uh, tonight and then into Thursday's schedule would be – the Warriors, uh, they're back in action after hiatus, you know, after the passing of their coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They needed a time off, and they have the Hawks tonight, back-to-back tomorrow at home against the, the Kings. You know, the Kings love to play the Warriors. Yes. Uh, so I am definitely have my eyes on possibly fading the Warriors tomorrow. Should be, you know, some type of ceremony a lot of emotions running high for the warriors tonight i expect them to get the win maybe not a cover but a win steph curry big night and then thursday when you guys listen to this podcast we'll be talking about potentially the kings uh being the warriors i think that might be a okay. thing true interesting there's a market up for that already kings are minus two i agree with you i laid it with the warriors against the hawks um we talked about it on yesterday's pod so hopefully you're riding with me if you heard it if not it's all good um but uh i dig that one i dig that look a lot tomorrow um i gave you two chalky sides uh you want to you want a weird one <laughs> give me a dog or a toe okay. or something let's get let's get weird um the brooklyn nets uh beating the the um, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, I think, is mm. very, very live. Uh, Brooklyn right now looking at uh, plus four and a half. Uh, I think on the money line, you're going to get some you know, decent decent value for them. Um, awful, awful spot for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm sure you kind of caught wind of Chris Finch going off on his team um, mm. after they blew that uh, incredible first half performance from Carl Anthony Towns and then lost uh, to the uh, Charlotte Hornets. He was implying that it was like effort based. He was implying that there was like some, you know, they were distracted or they, they kind of lost focus. Like they're tired. Like the Timberwolves are tired. They have been playing all their guys max minutes. They have had no kind of meaningful relief for any of their key players. And this is a huge rest advantage for the Nets on uh, Thursday. So um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know that a rah rah Chris Finch is, you know, Yelling at his guys for, you know, presumably not trying when they're gassed is going to spell, you know, success. This could literally be like, a, hey, man, we're, we're beat. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what do you want us to do, man? Um, and, uh, you know, we could see a weird one like 124, 99 Nets with like a clean win or something like that. But, um, oh, yeah, Nets, Nets, I think, are, are, uh, are probably my favorite look. If I could only have one bet tomorrow, um, you know, we're, we're spec, you know, narrow edge on the Sixers, narrow edge on the Celtics. But uh, I think the Nets can win outright. I love that look. Uh, I, I'm with you in a lot of ways. I just – I've been watching the division markets, Drew, for the past two weeks because I've been trying to get some futures in the NBA. I just wrote about uh, the Orlando Magic taking down the Miami Heat potentially in their division. Dallas Mavericks taking down the Pelicans, which might not make you happy in their division. But the one that – You like it? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. You like it? And then – but one that I missed all the money on last week, the Denver Nuggets were plus 200. All right. With the Thunder in second – the Timberwolves in first. Now it's a three-way tie, or the Nuggets are the favorite in that division. And I'm feeling like the tires are falling off for the Timberwolves. <laughs> they are. 
<laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're going to see I a couple mean, more losses. Like they'll, like they'll, they'll write the ship in time for the playoffs, and they may be an interesting matchup. But them getting a one or two seed, I'm starting to think, is pretty, uh, pretty long. That's odds. out the window. Yeah. yeah, that's out the window. I'd be taking a ticket on the Thunder uh, to do that before I take a ticket on the Timberwolves. Yep. And uh, I never thought I would be saying either of those things to start the season <laughs> off. But it's January 2024, baby. Only the crazy things can happen. Uh, Drew, favorite looks of the day. Is it the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, we'll go Nets. Let's go Nets. You can get four and a half right now if you're betting it on the side. Um, I think that's the way to attack this. And if you want to sprinkle a little money line, I'll be with you. Mikel Bridges, we need a big game from you, buddy. Uh, 30 plus points, bring us home that dub and cover. For me, Championship Sunday, Jared Goff over 257 and a half passing yards. Ooh, nice. Uh, definitely love that one. I got a unit on. I'm thinking about making it the best bet, one and a half unit, but Aaron Jones was our best bet last week, Drew, which really irritates me. So I need a winner. <laughs> uh, but I do like Tyrese Maxey as well. All right, Drew. Uh, you want to give a shout out to anybody before we get out of here? Um, I mean, like if you haven't been paying attention, if you want any other, you know, uh, NBA or Australian open thoughts, like once we're past this championship weekend, uh, you know, we'll have happy to kind of zero back on that stuff. But, um, shout out the Clippers. They just keep winning. Shout out the Nuggets. <laughs> like those, oh these teams God. are, these teams are just awesome. And I think that's your, that's, that's where we're headed in the uh, Western conference. Can't wait for the Clippers to start losing, man. I'll be a happy camper. Uh, (laughs) They're playing so good, dude. (laughs) They are playing so good. I can't hate on them. They are playing so good. Uh, We'll keep riding that train, though. Um, Yeah, after NFL, uh, we're going to have a lot of college basketball, NBA, uh, tennis, and all that. So I'm looking forward to talking all that shop with you. My one shout-out today goes to my mama. Happy birthday, mother. Oh, nice. you're having a great day. And uh, I hope everyone else is also having a great day. So enjoy your weekend. Hopefully Drew and I make you some money as always. And don't forget to check out NBCSports.com for all you need. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Adam, producers. See you next time. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.